is Wazir. My name is Wazir. My name is John Muhammad, and we're your hosts for the Business Building Blocks podcast. And this is a podcast, it's a business talk show uh, designed for the entrepreneur or the business owner that would like to expand their business. And primarily, we are focused on the black community because we believe that we have the greatest need for economic development. Right. So, how you feeling today? I'm feeling real good. I'm feeling great. It's a uh, beautiful weather out here in Houston, Texas. That's right. So, I mean, I was caught in some traffic on the way here, but it's a great day. Uh, we're talking about bi- building businesses. Um, I guess another name for a business is a brand. Okay. And uh, a-, a lot of people who shop, they want to shop based on a brand. Is that is that true or? That's true. I mean, particularly the black community. Uh, you find that we are loyal brand, uh, loyal to brands. Right. Um, one of the ones that stick out in, in in my mind is Nike. You know, um, when you when you go to school and you got uh, your sneakers, you know, we had to have a brand name on that sneaker. They had to be. You would be roasted. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you would really be mocked and teased, and and uh, you might have to fight on the way to school. Right. <laughs> it's just because your 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 shoes didn't didn't meet the mustard. You know, it didn't didn't have a name on it. You know what? What are those, you know? Mm-hmm. We're looking for the logo. We're looking for the brand. And that's not just with children, though. Mm. You know, and, and, and and we want to go deeper into the origin of that today on the show. Okay. Uh, so wh- why are brand names important to black people? Like, what what is that? What do you Why do you think that is? Well, that's what we want to talk about. Uh, I think that it, it, it's, it's psychology. Mm-hmm. It's a psychology, it's a psychological effects stemming from slavery, you know, and it's tied to our self-image, our self-esteem, mm-hmm. and our whole uh, value. Um, like our value system. Our value system. Mm-hmm. And whether or not, how do we value ourselves, you know? And if we feel like we're nothing, and we were told, we were programmed, you see, the process of slavery was not just physical, it was psychological. Because the the torture, the tormenting, was also what went along with that was the brainwashing or conditioning. Mm. You you black, you ugly, you you nothing, you're an animal, you know, you deserve to be treated like this. Matter of fact, religiously, you cursed black. You know, even God hates you. <laughs> right, right. What was it? Uh, ham? Was that it? Yeah, the the, the uh, Hamitic curse and the Hamitic Jews. Uh, some uh, Jews came up with this uh, the Talmud, and in which they uh, they say that we were cursed black. You know, uh, the descendants of Ham, one of Abraham's sons, that we was uh, cursed black. Mm. You know, but you and I know that that was a fabrication. Right. They just used that to justify what was going on. Yeah, they were justifying slavery and and they were the architects of slavery. Now, if we really go in this book, the uh, secret relationships between blacks and Jews, Mm. you know, we were human merchandise. But they, they had to sanctify that in the word of God. Because. The Jew used the Gentile, you know, the Christian world, the Christendom, uh, to to sanctify the slave trade. Mm. You see? And so they used scripture to further um to further enslave us psychologically. Right, because certain people who were involved in the process were probably like, whoa, this is kinda this is kinda wrong. Why are we doing this? And be like, hey, hey, hey. Here's scripture. Right. It says right here, these ain't people. Right. These are cursed people. So That's we can right. do whatever we want to them. We can profit off them. We can right. enslave them, torture them. This is right. this is um, this is yeah, ordained. I mean, and, and and you know, not to just throw up on um, Christianity. Now we mentioned Judaism, mm-hmm. uh, Christianity, but also in Islam, they said that blacks were slaves, and and some uh, 
uh, Arab cultures, they consider that the word black and slave is synonymous. Wow. You see? Uh, slavery in in the Islamic nations were, was different because usually they castrated the male uh, so that he would not uh, reproduce. So in their slavery, you were only you were only a slave in your lifetime, not your descendants. Mm. But in the Western form of slavery, this peculiar institution in America, not only were you slaves. But your your seed, your descendants were condemned to slavery. We still here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We never left. Yeah. And so, and, and we want to we want to look at the economics of that uh, because again, slavery was not just social and political. Um, now we know it was religious, mm-hmm. but it was also economic. So. On the economic side, them knowing what had happened to us in slavery, we bring it to the modern times, 1954. There was a video that came out called Selling the Negro, Selling to the Negro. So they were aware of what we went through, so they know that we seen value in brands, right? Is that what's going on? Right. Well, what what they're doing in this documentary is that they're educating the um, business community, white industry, corporations. Um, about the new emerging Negro market. Mm. Because, the, of course, we were coming from the rural um, plantations and we were fleeing to the cities. This was after slavery, or after Reconstruction, the great migration of blacks from the South to the North or to the major urban areas. Mm. In the documentary, they talk about the cities. They talk about Los Angeles. They talk about Chicago. They talk about New York and even Houston, how the how the blacks migrated to these urban centers mm. and became a big buying uh, force. You know, uh, we have a purchasing power. Remember, during slavery, uh, we was exploited by our labor, and we did not earn a wage. But after slavery, we became the working poor. But so we had we earning a wage now, but the wage gave us purchasing power. Mm. It's power in our consumption, and this what they realized during that time. It was uh, we had a purchasing power. Uh, fifteen. What was it? Fifteen billion. Fifteen billion. So who? This was the Department of what? Or the, the Department of uh, Commerce of the U.S. government helped sponsor this study. It was a research study. Okay. So we this can, is very interesting. We want to play this for y'all. So listen, listen to this audio here for those who are listening. Psychologists have to say about selling to the Negro. The secret of selling to the Negro is expressed in one word. That word is recognition. Now, there's nothing unusual about that. People want to be recognized. They need recognition. That's basic in all of us. But perhaps because he's had so little of it, the Negro needs even more. He needs to feel important and appreciated. This need is a very real and important one. It shows up even in many of the Negro's shopping habits. Anyone who sells or wants to sell to the Negro customer should know about some of these habits. Three habits in particular play a big part in every sales transaction. To begin with, most Negroes buy by brand. They ask for products by name. They're quick to turn down off-brands. Buying by brand. That's the first important Negro buying habit. Mm. That's it. <laughs> that's it right there. And they, and they had a, a study where they went out and they studied our shopping habits. And they discovered that we want quality. And we don't buy for price. We buy for quality. Mm. We purchase in quality. And the other thing, the fellas talks about prestige. You know, we, we want prestige, the recognition. You know, we want uh, to be important. Uh, so he even uh, said it in the video since they they want they need recognition, probably because they had so little of it. That's right. So they were aware of this. This is 1954. Yeah. This is psychology. Yeah. See, uh, later on, they talk, they have a, actually that clip was from a, a psychological, a, a psychologist. 
that examine our selling, our buying habits. Right. So that 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 study was done by a psychologist. So this is very interesting to me because you know there's a saying among us: the white man ice is colder. Right. Right. You know, and we would go and we would flock to a white-owned business or a white brand instead of our own business, and it could be the same product. But we, you know, I got on Gucci. Oh, absolutely, you know, yeah. Gucci. You yeah, with that high fashion, it's bad at this point. Not to throw aspersions on the brother, but the brother named himself the rapper. Oh, Gucci Man. Gucci Man, you know, because uh, what's wrong with your name, brother? You know, it's not valuable. Now I'm Gucci now. Now, you know, I'm Louis Vuitton. Uh, I'm Nike. Right, right. You know, um... Adidas at this point. Adidas. Yeah. You know, when I was coming up, I wore Adidas. Yeah, Adidas are back. <laughs> they coming back strong because, and, and the reason, and we have a lot of, um, and they recently, everybody's talking about how hip hop has came into the forefront as the dominant culture and the dominant music in America, which probably been like that for a few years, but now they're acknowledging it because hip hop pushes culture, it pushes clothing, it pushes slang, vernacular, how people talk, how people, you know, how people dress. Mm -hmm. And um basically um as we're talking about w brands and things like that, the rappers are the ones who are making these brands as popular as they are. That's right. Future said, I just FYOB in some Gucci flip-flops. Right. Everywhere you go people got Gucci flip-flops on. That's right. Uh Kanye Got uh got on with um signed with Adidas and Adidas the whole brand has been elevated since then. Not only is uh Kanye there, Pharrell is there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? These are two tastemakers who are causing Adidas to be a huge brand what, what? and starting to overtake Nike almost in a way as far as a claim is con concerned. I wanted to draw your attention back when I was a teenager. The rap group was Run DMC. Right. Run DMC purposely made a song about my Adidas. You know, they was wearing the Adidas without the shoelaces. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you go back and look at it, that that was a hit, but they was proven to the corporation that, look, hip-hop can sell your brand. So Run DMC was 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 deliberately doing that. They, was, they were conscious of what they was doing. Right. Now they open the door for all these other endorsements. You know, we, we never heard of artists having endorsements. So before Run DMC, in the 70s, during the funk era and all that, did they use artists to sell things? Probably like Pepsi and like Michael Jackson with the yeah. Pepsi and stuff My, like that. You know, they have used us from the beginning, like we were talking about, slavery. Right. They've been using our, our labor, our talent, mm -hmm. our skill, and even our intellectual property to build a world and society, to capitalize off of us. Right. We are the secret. It said the secret to selling the Negro. We are the secret economic engine of the whole Western world. Not only America, Europe as well. Mm. We built, slavery built Europe. Slavery financed the Catholic Christendom, Rome, all of the gold and, 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 and wealth that the church built. Right. You know, uh, the European, all of the nations of Europe, they became wax rich from slavery and colonialism. Mm. So they have been sucking our blood like vampires. Matter of fact, the vampire is a symbol of, of the European white man and his dominance over the world of the darker people of the earth. That's what that whole sucking the blood is. Mm. Our our labor, our blood, sweat, and tears. But blood is life. That's your life fluid. So as well as your economics. Right. Your trade. And, that, and that's, that's, that's the area we want to focus in is trade. Because what we're trying to do is get our power back. And we have to combat this. We got to combat this um, in religion, you know, in psychology, and in the marketplace. 
And uh, we need to use the industrial psychology. You know, when we say buy black, support black, we need to understand what we're up against. You know, for one thing, our name, the slave name, our name, our personal name, mm-hmm. our surname, our last name, was the name of the slave master. And if you remember Willie Lynch, they divided us according to anything that they could come up with that that advised us. Our from skin color. yeah, skin color, age. You right. from the big plantation? You from the small plantation? Right. You know. That's what I meant to say. The big. The, so your your plantation. And your name, you're taking on your slave master's name, just like the Gucci name. Right. So really, it's not me that's valuable. It's my slave master that's valuable. Right. And I'm associated with him. So really, that's the psychology behind that. What we have to do is find value in our own name. We have to, in our own identity. Really, that's what your name should. Your, your name should uh, identify you who you are. Your lineage, your heritage, right? Your culture, and it's amazing. It's only it's only so many black companies that rise to that to that high fashion prestige level. And I think I think well, I'm not I'm not the fashion dude, but I know like Yeezy mm-hmm. is one of those people. People are lining up down the block to get some Yeezys, right. and he's you know it's a reflection of Kanye West. You know what right. I mean? So it's like man, he's cool. Whatever he's wearing to the point when he has fashion shows. All the brands just bite him. Every time the Yeezy season come out, all the other brands just be, you know, biting exactly what he did. Whatever he yeah. did, they doing. So it's like And he and he represent a people. He represent the young black youth. Right. We have the swagger. Mm-hmm. We have the sauce. What they call that. Yeah. The swag sauce. Yeah, dripping. But we have it. You know? And what what ha- what we have to do is we have to recognize our power. And we have to begin to capitalize off our own talent, skills, and and uh, abilities. And that's what we have to do in the Business Building Blocks podcast is that we have to begin to repair the wasted cities in which we live in, you see. And that also means repairing the people because it's not just buildings and, and, and uh, manufactured products. It's the people that's going through these processes. Mm. You see, so uh, along with the economic revolution, it must be a cultural revolution. And all of that's done through this awakening. You know, some people describe it as an awakening. Um, I call it in, 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 in theological terms, the resurrection. You know, and some people refer to it if they're not in religion, it's a consciousness. This growing consciousness. Mm. But we have to be aware of we we have to be aware of our purchasing power. Purchasing power, okay. And now today, it's not 15 billion. It's over 1.1 or 1.3 trillion dollars. Yeah. And that's in America. Now again, we're tied to our brothers and sisters in the Caribbean. You know, if you're a pan diaspora, that's what they call it. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. Caribbean and and even in Europe and in Africa, uh, South America and the Isles of Pacific, all over the world, we need to come together and do trade and commerce. The division of Marcus Garvey, you know, the Honorable Marcus Garvey, and the the the, the original Pan Africanist, uh, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. You know, and uh, even Booker T. Washington with his self-help, you know, drop your buckets where you are. What is it that we could do that we have control over? First of all, we got to get our minds back. We got to be uh, aware of us. See, we are operating on a subconscious level mm. that we bind because of uh, our value, our self-esteem is tied to it. I'm wondering how do we, well... Because it's weird. You see it on one side where we value them, but then it looks like we're also reaching out for something that looks like us. Almost because they use us to sell back to sell their products to us. So right. if you look at Jordan, Jordan, I think I think a part of black people loving Jordan so much is because Jordan looks like them. 
You know what right. I mean? But also... And, 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 and he's talented. Yeah, and he's gifted. talented. Yeah. And he's the best, or he's a god of his sports. Right. You see, sports is not the real world. It's a game. Mm-hmm. But in sports is principles in which the real world um, operates on. So we, as as a, a mature adults, and, and we talk about this uh, uh, before about as black men, we have to mature and we have to see sports as what they are, what it is. We are training our young men, uh, teaching them life's uh, skills and principles in the game that they need to use in their life. Sportsmanship, mm-hmm. you know, conduct, good sportsmanship, you know. Um, Group cooperation. Yeah, team building. Yeah, we talking about that cooperation because now you're cooperating to accomplish a, a goal on, in a game. But now when you're in the marketplace, now you work with your, your corporation to accomplish your, your targets in your field. Have you ever heard anybody say that that's the purpose why games were like, not invented, but kind of like made prominent is because it's a way for like people to get out their frustrations instead of well, instead of actually murdering each other, they would just play a game and then whoever right. won, won. You know that's what right. I mean? And you know, we as, we as males, that. we are aggressive by nature. Right. And the black male is the most aggressive, right? And you can channel that aggression in the in sports, and you have a referee, and you have rules, and you got all oh, supervision, adult supervision, and you can kind of guide the young men so they don't kill each other. Right. And they they can still train to be a warrior. I like looking at that movie uh, Three Hundred. I was thinking of that when you said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. How, they was, how they was trained as as boys to be soldiers, as be killers. Mm-hmm. But if you look at roots. We were doing that in Africa, in the African tribes. There was a rites of passage where you trained a young brother. Kuta Kente was learning his rites of passage to become a warrior. Now, we still have to be warriors. We still have to fight. And so now our young brothers are joining gangs, and they are uh, uh, they're a soldier, but they're a soldier. They're no-limit soldier, remember? <laughs> Uh, Master P, a no-limit soldier, a soldier without a cause. You know, we we out here wilding, we reckless because we uh, lack of people with amnesia. We don't know who we are and we don't know what to fight for. And sometimes we are being used, our bodies, are, uh, our lives are being thrown away on wars for the rich. Mm. You know, all the wars we fought for in America, somebody else benefited from. We come back to the same old racism and oppression that we left. Right. On the side of the street with a veteran hat on. Like, you know, asking for money. Yeah. Gunned down by the by the police and you unarmed after you have served your nation. Right. But did you really serve your nation? Or did you serve their nation? Yeah. We have we have to start here by first of all getting the knowledge of self and valuing ourselves. You see, and then fight for the righteous cause. Of liberation, and I like what you said. How we were being trained to be warriors, and you've seen that all over the world. Clearly, it was in the Three Hundred movie. What is that? Greece or yeah? What time period? And then it was Africa, the early times in Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, but business is warfare, so maybe right. we should be training. As far as business is concerned, we should train them young. When, you know what I mean? That's true. I mean that's act. That's a actual tactic of uh, of war because. You you know they fight wars for resources, but you need resources in order to feed your army. You see, mm. <coughs> excuse me. There's a saying that an army travels on on its stomach, so your troops have to be fed. They need a uniform. They need weapons. Uh, they need transportation. Right. All of this costs. The biggest expenditure in the U.S. budget is the military expenditure, the the military budget. Right. They're cutting everything else in order to to build the military Mm. because the military is what's propping up this this economy and this this, uh, culture, you know, and allowing this government to police the world. And if they want a political war, they want to go 
they want to uh, discipline Korea, North Korea. Well, I'm going to put sanctions on you. Right. They won't trade with North Korea, and they don't want, they uh, advise all of their allies not to trade with North Korea. Mm. The same with Cuba. We put a blockade on Cuba. Right. Because we don't like your politics. So then they at war economically. Mm. We, we won't trade with you, and we won't let anyone else trade with you. And we'll break your economy. And we was talking about uh, Haiti a few episodes ago. That's what happened at Haiti when they got their independence. What we'll do, we'll just isolate you from the rest of the nations of the earth by not allowing anyone to do trade with you. So now we have to look at what should our strategy be when we in business. We got to develop trade routes. This is what the most honorable uh, Marcus Garvey did with his black star lines. He wanted he, he was setting up international shipping trade right. with uh, Africa, blacks in America, and blacks in the Caribbean. Now, we have to carry that torch, you know? And it's almost easy at this point. Like, you can put something on, on an online store and sell to somebody in, in Africa or sell to somebody in Europe. Like, it's much easier. We don't even need to build ships at this point. We could just be... Interacting with, I mean, we probably should, but I'm saying well, you know, there's, the there's, earlier, smaller businesses can be doing commerce online. There's yeah. a, there's still shipping is a big part of it, right? I mean, uh, just we still see the your, ship channel, your yeah. your crude oil, your fuel. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things you know that if we doing uh, business, we they fighting wars in the Middle East, but that all that crude oil need to be shipped out. You know, that's that's what they fighting over. Right? Who's gonna control this? This uh, this oil, oil and gas. That's a, that's a big industry. Uh, they fighting wars over that. We was just looking at a documentary on Nigeria, and the oil delta. You see, and uh, I think Shell Oil Corporation, um, is a big player in Nigeria. But the people are in abject poverty, and then they have these oil spills. You know how they have oil spills over here, and they go and clean it up. Yeah, like the BP one that was they, in the they Gulf. They don't clean up over there. They just let the let the people suffer from the effects of this polluted environment. Man. And there needs to be uh, 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 those in Nigeria need to, to rise up and address this corruption because you have a corrupt government that's getting paid. That's why we can't just be motivated by money and profit because somebody can pay you as a a politician, and you sell out your interests of the people, your population. Mm. And we can't let corporations come and just uh, put the people in harm's way like that. It's the same here in America. Right. You know, the pharmaceutical companies. There's more in, in the healthcare industry. They're more concerned with profit and uh, treating illnesses, chronic illnesses, instead of cures. Cures, I mean, I sell you the the, the the model medicine one time and it cure you. But if you got chronic illness, I can sell it to you all your life. Keep renewing the prescription. Right. Well, now I need to go get a doctor's appointment from my primary doctor. When I go to my primary doctor, he's going to give me a referral to the specialist. So then I go to the specialist and the specialist is going to give me a prescription. And then I go from the prescription to the pharmacist. And then he's going, everybody's getting paid in this chain. Mm-hmm. You know, what is your insurance? You go to the emergency room, the first question they ask you is your insurance. But what's, what type of coverage you got? Well, this is interesting because w- w- I always think what's the alternative, not what's the alternative, but as we go forward to change these things, well, how do you, who's going to fund, like if they come up with a cure mm-hmm. and they want to make money off of it, the, when they're creating, don't you have to have money for people to create it? Then you have to have. You talking like, about what's the, there? The, what would the be trials, the, 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 the drug trials and all that? Well, no, and, what I'm trying to figure out what would be the medical. How do we keep a medical system um, flourishing with when they're curing stuff? Like I see, because right. I see that's but, a bad because, thing that they're doing. Because, but because other nations, uh, is not the healthcare industry is a right. Oh, it's, it's not a private thing. That, it's not yeah. privately owned. Oh, see, okay, that's the problem. Is it, is the the government controls healthcare, and you have universal healthcare. 
right. like in some European nations, or even in Israel, these so-called Jews over here, they selling us insurance. Mm-hmm. But in Israel, insurance is free. They got free health care. Who's subsidizing their the government? America. We give them billions every year. Mm. And they got free health care, and we over here suffering from chronic illness. Right. And they and we going broke financially to pay for a health care industry that's corrupt. Uh, you want to go to a spot? Yeah, yeah, let's go into the spot. I didn't want to stop the momentum. We was on some yeah. good topics. This week, the Business Building Blocks podcast is brought to you actually every week mm-hmm. so far, but by the Nation's Products. Nation's Products. You can look them up on Facebook, Nation's Products. They have all types of books and literature that will be great for your home library, charter schools, private schools, even public. Uh, they have the word search book here, The Famous Blacks in America. You can go through the word search book, learn about different influential characters who made a difference in the black community and things like that. People who look like them. So as they solve the puzzle, they learn about themselves and they have something to reach for, something to be inspired by. So they have that on their site. They have, oh, you have something to say about that? This is a way we kind of act that self-esteem issue. Oh, okay. That's a good point. If we learned our history and our culture and the accomplishments of our ancestors, right, we'll have a higher self-esteem mm. and that'll affect our behavior. Right. So they have that book. We got the, the cookbook here. Nate, uh, what is it? Nadine's 19 Easy Recipes That Will Keep Your Family Healthy. So if you're going to feed your mind, you might as well feed your body. Right. So this cookbook here has all types of recipes. They have everything. They got the Barack Obama book. They have many a book. They have a new book coming out about chemistry. So ch- chemistry for children. Right. So y'all go check that out. Nation's Products. Y'all can like them on Facebook. Nation's Products. That's N-A-T-I-O-N, apostrophe S, products. You know how to spell that. Okay. All right. We also want to highlight Grimes Printing. Grimes 1956 is a clothing company. You can follow them on Instagram at Grimes 1956. Uh, The cool thing about them is every time they do a a, a release, it gives back to the community. They do stuff for breast cancer. Uh, They did one for heart disease. They did one for Black History Month. They did one for going back to school, giving out scholarships. So... Y'all check out Grimes 1956 For all that They also printed our cl- If you need t-shirts printed They do that too So they printed our Business building blocks t-shirt And uh They do all types of things So contact them mm. They they support us We also want to highlight Wazir's music Alright My name is Wazir Y'all can check my music out On Apple Music Tidal Everything like that I produce it all It's very concept based It's very I guess people would call it conscious, but it's very... It's, it's th- good music. It's great music at the end of the day. That's all it's I, about. I say it's, it's music with a message. It's inspiring. It's uplifting. And it's motivating. Right. I mean, that's what we listen to down in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah, that happens to be me. <laughs> this is one of my songs playing in the background. Whenever we do a segment, that's what y'all hear in the background. But y'all go support that if you support the Business Building Blocks podcast. Do you have any public service announcements? Yes, the Final Call newspaper. We talk about media. And a lot of times we don't get represented properly in media. We are demonized in the media. Right. And OJ is a perfect example. You know, they trying him in the court of public opinion. You see, they the man was uh, acquitted of the murder charges. Right. Right. Then they fabricate this uh, robbery. You know, they use these uh, informants to set him up with this, uh, stealing, say he's stealing his own sports memorabilia. How you going to steal your own, your own merchandise? And then the the uh, conspirators are, what, are, are armed. The, the so-called accomplices, friends, they armed. Mm. They have the weapon. But they get a deal. They give them a deal to testify against OJ. So where they get off and he... They gets off. They 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 betray the brother. And again, this goes back to the plantation. They reward us for betraying each other. Mm. You see? And they got this fabrication. And they trying to make this, this uh, justice system 
uh, lack is uh, fair or just. There's nothing just about this criminal justice system. Right. And then they go and they um, keep this man and give him 33 years for, for stealing his own merchandise. And his people accuse a murder don't get 33 years. Mm. And uh, they upset that he's getting paroled. And then they retry him in the media. Yeah, it doesn't look like he's ready to come home. I don't I don't see it. He doesn't look genuine. I was saying, I was like, what are they talking about? And then they want to get some black person to get on camera to, to betray him again and say, I think he's he's guilty. Mm. But a man was found innocent in your courts. Now you want to get another black person to betray his race to, to persecute him again. We need to have our own media. We need to support our own media. Or we will be uh, lynched in the media. Mm. And lynched by the media. Right, right. You see, so we need to support our own. And that, and again, that we will be empowered and uh, by our own, telling our own story. All right. One more. Oh, one more? Public service announcement is the economic blueprint. We don't want an episode to go by without talking about the economic blueprint. Go to economicblueprint.org. This is the fund set up by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to purchase farmland. And no people are free with that land. We want to be able to feed, clothe ourselves, shelter ourselves, educate ourselves. And the basis for that is land. And we want to start off with 200 million acres, and we only asking for a nickel a day. And that's 35 cents a week. I think in a year's time, that's $18.20. Just go ahead and, and go to the website and, and donate 20 bucks, because that's nothing. You know, we talk about sales taxes more than that. Right. And uh, let's, let's tax ourselves for our own freedom. All That's right. economicblueprint.org. All right. Where did you want to go for this second portion here? We need to talk about customer service. Okay. We need to combat all of these ills that we just talked about. We're being attacked, you know, psychologically. We're being attacked theologically. We're being attacked socially and through the criminal justice system, the unjust laws or the unjust enforcement of the laws. And we're being intact in the economic space, the economic marketplace. Everybody's doing business in America. You see, they come to America. America is the business mecca. You know, people come here to become rich and successful. Right. But why aren't we successful in business? Mm. Or economically, why are we not the power that we could be potentially with our purchasing power? And we need to try to address that. And, and and to address that, those of us that are entrepreneurs, business owners, businessmen and women, we have to acknowledge all of these, the hostile environment that we find ourselves in. It's not an even playing field. Mm-hmm. That, that marketplace is not even. But we need to have a strategy to address all of these oppositions, all of the hurdles that we find ourselves faced by. So one of our hurdles would be customers, our customer service, is that what you're saying? Right. We need to make, okay, our brand, say for instance, we selling ice. Mm-hmm. White man ice is colder. But his customer service can't be better than ours. Mm. You see, it's something about, okay, we know we need to spend money and recirculate that dollar back in our in our community, back into other black hands, right? black families. And we talked about, I think when the question came up last episode, should blacks, family members work together? Mm-hmm. You know, or should black friends work together? Remember, I think you posed a question. Right, right. Yeah. What's the answer to that? And I would like to compare that to back on that slave plantation. You remember the big plantation house? Who lived in that house? A white family. 
the slave master and his wife, they was running a family farm, a family business. We happened to be doing all the what? Labor, however. Right. <laughs> but we was working in a family business. Mm. It was a family-owned business. Right. Now, in order to control us, make us loyal servants, they tell us, don't work, you don't work together. You work for the slave master. Right. But you don't work together with your family and your friends. Mm -hmm. Now, here we are in 2017, and we carrying on that. That that concept, that mental slavery. Yeah, it makes no sense because everybody who, a lot of these business deals are done in a friendly type of environment. Mm -hmm. They're not always in a in a business like in a boardroom. We're doing business. I don't know. Sometimes they're on a golf course right. playing a game together. Right. Sometimes they might be on a resort. These different people doing these big deals, right. and and these people are here be with each other because they are friendly or they are friends with each other. And a lot of things get done. Because they're your friend, like, oh, I'm going to look out for you. Like, you would do for your friend what you wouldn't do for a stranger. So right. if you see somebody who you consider, you know, you're familiar with them, you might go ahead and move something along business-wise that you wouldn't necessarily do for somebody you didn't know. And I think there's a, a African value, or uh, our historical value, is that we want to do business with our friends. We want to, because we were more of a communal people, you know, uh, the community the tribe, you know, the, the, the tribe is really your extended family. Right. The group is more important than the individual. You see, collectively, what's good for the people is more important than what's good for the individual. But you know that in America, is reversed. We are taught to be individualists, the rugged individual. Mm-hmm. But the people that are oppressing us, they work in groups. And to show you an example of that, is say, for instance, a slave got away. Then they sent a posse after him to lynch him. You see this white posse, I mean, they gang up on the brother. And the same with the police today. The brother jaywalking. You know, he don't have a weapon. But you got 10, 15 cops pouncing on the brother. They might shoot him in the back. And beat him, the, the whole Rodney King beating, you know, that was televised back in the early 90s. All of those cops beating this one brother. That was the posse mentality. That's how they keep us in line. Mm. But they operating on a group level, and we operating on an individual level. That's why we keep losing. Right, right. You can't win. The other, the other side is ganging up on you. Mm. So now we have to begin to unite and work collectively. You know, we have to pool our resources and we have to put the interests of the family, of the community above our individual interests. Right. This comes up a lot in in, in hip hop when people are talking about the different regions of rap and who's running it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it used to be New York was on top mm -hmm. and then it went to the West Coast and then they beefed. But then for the past like 20 something years since like Outkast, really, Atlanta has kind of been on top. Mm -hmm. And they haven't dropped down yet. They've been on top this whole time. And the big reason is in Atlanta, they all support each other. Right. They all get on each other's songs. They all like when it's like a it's like part of their culture to pull people up. Like they mm -hmm. always constantly doing that. What a new dude that let's pull him up. Let's pull him up. Yeah. And I don't think any other region is is like that to that extent. Yeah. So that's a good like observation our, of our greatest strength is in our unity. Right. You know, it's not how talented you are. If you even in sports is an example of that, you got the superstars on the team. But if you if you playing a team sport and you relying on that one player, and you double team him or triple team him, mm -hmm. then you're gonna lose the championship because you're not working as a team. Right. And any good coach knows that. Well, it's the same in 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 the marketplace. Mm -hmm. We have to see the greater good, the greater need for unity, and we have to go out and support um, those fledgling businesses, and is brand more important than unity? That's the point of this show. That's the whole point, yeah. That's the point of the show. What's, what's the most important thing? You know, I don't, I, you know, I'm on a budget. I can't afford to spend an extra dollar 
on on a on a black business. I'm on a budget. But do you well name brands? I'm gonna be real with you. I work downtown a lot. Mm-hmm. And it got a certain area downtown where you see a lot of homeless people. And unfortunately, a lot of them are black. They look like us. Right. But I guarantee you, if you look at their shoes, right. they got on Nikes, they got on <laughs> Jordans. These don't they don't have a home, but they right. have on brand name sneakers. And they're right. asking you for money. So at that point, I'm like, we really value brands to the point right. where we won't have nothing, but our shoes gonna be new. And that was yeah. crazy to me. I'm like, right. y'all shoes better than mine. My shoes got holes in them. I check, I check <laughs> the homeless out. You know what I began to do now? Since this show, I talk to the homeless. Because what I notice about our so-called Mexican brothers and sisters are uh, uh, Hispanic brothers and sisters that walk here from Mexico. Some walk from Nicaragua and El Salvador. They walk through Mexico on foot mm. to make it to America. And you don't see them standing on the corner begging with a sign. If you see them on the corner, they have a product in their hand. Yeah, they got some water or... Water, uh, a flowers, juice, a flower, a fruit. Mm-hmm. They, they out here, they participating in the marketplace. They set up a tent. They set up, they, they're an example. They're an inspiration to me because they're not making any excuses. They made it to the land of opportunity, and they they taking advantage of this opportunity. Right. They make it too, they t- they doing too good of an advantage in the opportunity because they having children. And they fulfilling the book where it say, be fruitful and multiply. Man, one of my friends told me, she works at a restaurant that used to be, I don't know, in Houston, Texas, it used to be this food truck they used to park on. I think Dunlavy and Westheimer, it was called, uh, it was called Rice Box. It was a red food truck. But now they have two actual restaurants. They went from right. a food truck to two restaurants. Mm-hmm. And the dude who owned it, she works with him, and he was telling her about all the different Mexican and, you know, food trucks right. that'll be around Houston. If you go around Houston, you see taco trucks. Everywhere, 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 all over the place. Everywhere they convert, they convert these little. I, I've seen them with starting out on a bike, mm-hmm. and they put a cooler on the front, on the, on the front <laughs> of the bike, and they got all kind of snacks hanging off the bike, and they selling ice cream and drinks. And then you see tents and 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 trailer uh, with trailers and and food trucks. And sometimes he said they be having like, like they'll have like four or five to one family, and the whole family they just live off that empire, you know. And the flea market business. Oh yeah, yeah. I had a I had a coworker that I was working with, and he was making more money from his flea markets than he was working for the city of Houston. Mm. He, he he was he was he was uh, uh, supplying three different uh, flea market businesses. That he owned, that he put his family members in. Again, family members. Mm. And then uh, he was he was supplying other vendors with this merchandise uh, that he was getting for cheap. And and I, I think I told you about these major malls, these major retailers. They sell their their merchandise according to season. You know, we're in the summer, so now they preparing for the fall season. Well, all of this summer clothes that they have, they're gonna move that out. They're gonna liquidate that, and what, where they liquidated that, they sell it in bulk by the pound, pennies on the pound, and they 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 move this merchandise in the flea market industry. Our Hispanic brothers and sisters dominate that in this area, and uh, so he's supplying these businesses. Mm. With this merchandise that he buying, he he getting by the pallet. He buying it by the pallet. You know, you we we paying fifty dollars for the same. It's the same name brand merchandise. We paying fifty dollars for in, in the mall, right? And now he he's selling it for five dollars and still getting over the same shirt, the same pair of slacks, mm-hmm. the same stuff that we bought at the mall. And again, you know, we can't afford to buy black, but we're going to drive all the way to the suburb to Katie Mills Mall. We live in the hood in Houston, but we're going out. To the gallow. Yeah, 30-minute, 45-minute, <laughs> maybe an hour drive to Katie Mills Mall to spend money or to the Galleria mm-hmm. to spend money, to give our money away. 
Right. Because we feel important now that we're in this area. Yeah, it look nice. Yeah. The street signs are silver, you I'm know. I'm going back to the hood. <laughs> I went I went I went to the Galleria and dropped the you mm. know dropped dropped the stack. I rode on the escalator. Yeah. Now nah, just playing, but yeah, yeah it's, But he dropped the stack. Yeah. But, well, where you living at, man? You don't even own you rent. Crazy. I seen a video on Facebook of a dude, they threw some firecrackers in the room and woke him up and everybody was laughing at it. But what I was looking at, he was in a room that looked very disheveled. Mm-hmm. But then you look on his window. His window was lined up with Jordans, brand new Jordans. And I'm like, look at your room, man. Right. You living crazy. But your right. shoes, we looking at each one of them shoes, probably 150, 200, 300, 200, 300. Yeah. All that money, you could have bought a bed, a nice bed, but you rather yeah. buy, you know. Yeah, you know, we say we can't afford to buy black, but we're spending $150 for a pair of sneakers. That cost five dollars to manufacture. But that's what I was talking about earlier. I think buying Jordans, we feel like we buying black. I think because Jordan is black, so it's like yeah, a trick. Uh, we like, oh, we buying a black shoe. He is a, <laughs> he is a mannequin. Right. You know, when you go to the mall, they have this, this, this uh, statue, this mannequin, and they dress up the mannequin. But he's just there to sell. Right. He's a, he, <laughs> he's a fixture. He's you know. We we're a character in a in a commercial, right? They endorse like it's just an endorsement, really. Like yeah, the Colonel doesn't own KFC. He's just a uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's just a character for it. Right. But this podcast actually flew by. We actually in our last minute here, but um, okay. We want to uh, any any last words to tie everything together? What we kind of covered? I would I would like for everyone to go out and to look that up on YouTube. The selling the Negro. The secrets to selling the Negro, and be conscious of your your uh, economic behavior. Be deliberate. You know, we talk black, but where do you spend your money? Your heart is where your treasure lie. You see, so who are you showing love to? We talked about uh, uh, blood, your blood. You know, your kin. And go into business. We need more entrepreneurs. Right. That's why we. That's that's what we do on the show. Go and look at other episodes. We talk about the principles of business. Mm-hmm. Go into business and support black businesses with your dollars. Be be conscious of that. Be economically conscious along with your spiritual and hist- history courses. Right. That's what I like to leave with you. All right. You now have the blocks, and I get to building. This is the Business Building Blocks podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you, and see you next week.